0: and listen as we have a calm conversation on a variety of hopefully mundane topics so that you can just listen and relax and drift off. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. Thank you for listening. And thank you to everyone who has told your friends and family about the podcast. We're getting a lot of people telling us that they've heard about our podcast through word of mouth. So if you enjoy this podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. We are going to be doing the second part of our two-parter with friend of the show and good friend of mine, Nima Karazi. And we started it with tattoo and birds. The first part dealt more with tattoos and this second part will deal with more more with birds, that is. And uh, if you're looking for podcasts, might I suggest Nima Karazi's podcast My Gastric Sleeve where he takes us on the journey of himself getting a gastric sleeve. Well, until the next episode I leave you in the in the wonderful hands of Nima Karazi and myself, Marco Timpano. Enjoy All right. So you mentioned that you want to get an owl tattoo, and you mentioned the finch tattoo, and you also mentioned that you have a bird that represents various people in your life. So let's talk birds. Let's talk birds. And you know that I've been a little bit bird fascinating because I play this board game called Wingspan that features (laughs) birds from North America, and then I got the European – Expansion, So it has a lot of European <laughs> birds. And then there's the oceanic expansion, which I'm not ready for, but that will cover Australia and those fancy birds from out, oh. out there. But I'm really into birds. And what happens is when you play this game, I should say I wasn't really into birds. But the more I play this game, the more I become familiar with birds. And so we'll be walking. And I'll see a common grackle, and I'll be there's a common grackle, they're worth four points, and they leave three eggs. And I'll just be like rattling off the various things I've learned from playing the game.
1: So, I have a similar introduction to birds in that I have a coworker of mine that does a, a word of the day kind of thing. Sure. So, he's like, here's the new word of the day, or whatever. And so, one day he shared this app that's like a, uh, I think it's called Merlin and it's a bird app that can identify birds either by an a picture that you take, right, or by their call. So you record on the app and then it identifies the bird. So I'm like, I you know, I go on walks, you know, almost every day, I ride my bike a lot. I'm outdoors a lot. So let me download this app and kind of see what happens. Who cares, right? Sure. Birds are sure. cool. But I'm like into raptors. Like I'm not into like common house finches and towhees and that kind of stuff. I don't care about those guys, right? You
0: like birds of prey
1: is what you're saying, Yeah, right. right. Okay. So raptors are like hawks and eagles and owls, like anything with talons essentially Mm -hmm. and falcons. So I'm really excited about this app and I start getting it and I sit outside on my balcony and there's this like tree over there and these finches come on the tree and they start making these calls. So the first bird I catch on the app is a house finch. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. I recognize that we put a hummingbird feeder up in our balcony. And then I didn't, I, this is the dumbest thing. Um, I'm going to make a boxing reference real quick too. Sure. So when I was younger and when I say younger, I mean like 20 <laughs> like up until like 25, I think. Sure. When you watch boxing and you hear the boxers go, right. when they're throwing punches. Right. I thought they were punching so hard that their gloves were making that sound cutting through the air. Right. And it turns out they're just breathing oh, I see. really okay. hard when they throw a punch i see so i was like really dumb for a really long time and up until a a month ago less than a month ago i didn't if you told me what sound do hummingbirds make i'd go i they make like a whirring sound when they fly but they don't chirp hummingbirds chirp of course they do of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Don't I mean, listen, be
0: silly. I, when I see a hummingbird, I chirp. So I can only right.
1: imagine. They have a very cute... They have a, a very... Uh, like precise chirp. It's sure. short. And it's high-pitched. It fits them. It's very befitting. That's the word I was looking for. It's a very befitting chirp. So it's like... Sure. Chirp, 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 right. Like that. So then, So then I caught... A hummingbird on the app. And then I went for a walk, and then I heard a red-tailed hawk. Yes. Do his cry.
0: Or her cry. And they
1: sound like, you know, ha like that's a crow. But you get what I mean. It's sure, like sure. very high pitched. People are trying to sleep.
0: I know. I, I apologize to all our listeners who have been <laughs> woken up by the sounds of, of uh Nima's <laughs> repertoire in the bird in the bird field. <laughs>
1: this is this is the problem i need i need like a A i
0: need like a a melatonin or like a chamomile
1: or something okay back to the low dulcet tones of the Mm -hmm. insomnia project so anyway so i heard a red-tailed hawk when i was on a walk it was amazing sure and then there's anyway, so there's just all these different things. These like really fun, different birds. And then we went to Vancouver and I, ca- I caught a magpie on the, on the app. And I didn't even know we had magpies in North America. I thought they were strictly an Australian bird. Um, I even can do uh, a brewer's uh, J or a, I think it's called a, Brewers, something or other, call. Okay. With some water in my mouth, I can mimic the that brewers' sound. Uh, sound. I caught a blue jay, which made me think of you immediately, mm-hmm. uh, because it's the that, it's the Toronto Blue Jays, are the baseball team, right? That's
0: correct. Yes, we have quite a few Blue Jays uh, in my in my particular spot in Toronto. We have Blue Jays that come to our trees all the time. Oh. We see them. Yeah. I can't wait. They're quite vicious birds. I don't know if you know that. Or <laughs> they I shouldn't. I shouldn't say vicious. They're very aggressive, territorial, and mm. they're not afraid. And so they're very like <laughs> you. You don't want to mess with a jay, and the blue yeah. jay is, is quite aggressive. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So that those kinds of things for me are like they were really, really uh, Im- important, and 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 incredible to be able to find these things so then i kind of found myself walking around with this app on record and holding it up to catch like a tohi or like uh the, there's like a really pretty bird with that looks like it's wearing like mascara right and it's real pretty it's like called something like a ch- some some sort of like chickadee or whatever. Okay. And it's like I, I I not only did I catch the call of it, I also saw it hanging upside down on a tree branch, pecking at a black at a at a huckleberry, a, a wild blueberry. So anyway, I've been like mildly obsessing about birds sure. as of late and really interested to go to more places to find more birds
0: it's interesting you have that app because I have a wingspan app so that when we play the birds, you can Mm -hmm. bring your phone over to the card and it will give you the sound of the bird you just played. And so we often will be like, what does that bird sound like? Um, So what are, what is, what are birds that you have an affinity towards?
1: So my, my passion is, has always been uh, as you call them birds of prey or, or raptors. Right. Mm -hmm. So owls hawks falcons and uh and eagles
0: coincidentally our basketball team is called the raptors here in toronto
1: yeah but you guys picked the wrong raptor you guys put the dinosaur instead of the (laughs)
0: listen we can't have birds for all our (laughs) sports teams so so i think that's
1: i get it right no but that's a it's very fitting um and and uh, i mean not to get too much on the on the sports tip Of the two Canadian basketball teams, you're the ones that kept yours because the Vancouver Grizzlies moved to Memphis. That's right. Where there are no Grizzly Bears. This is my favorite thing about sports teams is like there's no lakes in L.A. because they came from Minnesota. Right. There's no jazz in Utah because they came from New Orleans. Right. So there's no Grizzlies in Tennessee. They came from Vancouver. Right.
0: Right. Maybe they're just aspirational grizzlies. (laughs) But back to birds. Yes, birds. So your bird, because I can tell you some of my favorite birds. Please. Okay, so these are birds that I've spotted. So they're going to be birds that are local to me. And we mentioned the blue jays. Cardinals are beautiful birds to spot because when you spot them, they're a shock of red. And they can really, like, catch your eyes. And then a friend of mine told me that the cardinal represents... A loved one who's passed on. So when you see a cardinal, it's a it it's a reminder. Or it's or it's a connection to a past past loved one, which I found very interesting. And then, um, have you ever seen a snowy owl in real life?
1: No, no. But I'm mildly obsessed with them.
0: They're the most incredible thing you can see, especially when they take flight. So we were driving up north, Amanda and I, and we turned and I'm like, "Look at the size of that bird!" And then it was like, "That's a." That's a snowy owl. And yeah. um, it just took flight and its wingspan. Pardon pardon the connection to the game, but <laughs> was just enormous. And it was just such a beautiful, elegant bird in the air and just this shock of white. And it was wintertime, too. So it was oh, just yeah. like, wow, it was incredible. Wild turkeys are really cool to see in the wild. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, I know that the wild turkey was going to be It was considered to be the bird to represent the U.S. before the the bald eagle, right? And, you know, we have this association with turkeys as being, you know, silly little birds and not the most intelligent. But when you see a wild turkey, it is so majestic and it's so wonderful. And it's just so um, regal looking that I could understand why that was. I think Ben Franklin was considering that to represent the U.S. And that's true. Wild turkey is is incredible. And the last bird that I'll put on my list and I saw one yesterday and this is very indicative of of the region of of Canada that I'm in that I see them quite often are is the common loon and it's interesting they should be called the common loon because <laughs> that's they, so
1: canadian of you
0: right well it's just i think cuz they're they're you know accessible you see quite a bit you can, you can see quite a few of them but they're a fascinating looking waterfowl and i saw a female loon and the, the male loon is a lot more uh, striking with its color. But I saw it dive in the water and they go on a diagonal so deep as they dive yeah. in the water. And if you heard the call of the loon? The call of no. the loon. Oh, so I invite you to go on your app afterwards and listen to the call of the loon because it has a very distinct call. And of course, the loon, much like the turkey associated with a more derogatory than than you know positive <laughs> association and i think it's because of the call is such a distinct call but it is a fascinating bird to see on the water to see dive in the water and to see take flight and so for me the loon is is a is a lovely wonderful bird those are my birds
1: i love it the the loon the only reason i know the loon at all is when you go to canada for for you non canadians listening the, the Canadians don't have do, 1 and 2 dollar bills, they have coins that have well, that's a right. loon on it for 1. Yes. Or is are there two loons on the 2 dollar bill or no, the 2 no. dollar coin?
0: No, the the loon is only on the 1 dollar coin. We used what to What is have on pay- the 2 dollar coin? Uh, the 2 dollar coin is um Oh my goodness! Um, I, I want to say it's it's a polar bear, if I'm not mistaken. They change it, Nima. So it's oh, a, I see, a, yeah, yeah. But I believe it's a, I, and I don't have one on me. But I believe it's a polar bear. Polar bear. My goodness! I'm I'm gonna face the ire of my
1: oh my my, gosh. my
0: countrymen and women who are listening, <laughs> who are like probably yelling into into their headphones. But anyways, sorry. Continue.
1: But so they call the one dollar coin a loony. And then they call the $2 coin a toonie. It's true. So loonies and toonies. And I and fun, uh, fun fact here is that I think, if I'm not mistaken, Canada got rid of pennies. Is that true? We did.
0: Yeah, we did. So we had $1 and $2 bills when I was younger. And then we came out with the the, the coin to represent the one dollar, which is the loonie, as you correctly described, or as we colloquially call it, the loonie because there's a loon on it. The toonie, which is the two dollar coin, which does in fact have a polar bear. I just checked. Oh, good. And and there's a bunch <laughs> of designs. Thank goodness. Yes, my goodness, you really had me sweating <sighs> there. But we did, sadly, get rid of the penny because our pennies made from copper costed more or the value of them were more than the one cent that they represented. And so we got rid of them because they were also, that sort of denomination wasn't being used as much anymore. So we rounded up or down, however you want to call it.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. I love that. I, I think th- th- that's just the, the smartest way to, to do business. And I, I love it. We have dollar coins here. But no one uses them We also Fair. have a two dollar bill here that my grandfather gives us every year for for Persian New Year and uh, it's my most coveted thing I get for Persian New Year is his two dollar bill oh that's wonderful but no but you but you have to spend it uh, once you get the new one you have to spend the old one and it's really difficult to spend a two dollar bill because people won't, sometimes won't accept it because they think that it's fake. Right. So you go to right. like you go to a local store and you're like, hey, you know, let me get this thing that like it's two two dollars and ten cents, and you put the two dollar bill in a dime, and then they go, I don't uh that's, that's not real. That... Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. So the challenge is trying to spend the two dollars. Yeah. What are your birds? So I named about five birds. What are the birds that that fascinate you? And I know that they're raptor style birds. They oh, are raptor could, style yeah. birds. So
1: for so familial birds for me okay are my mother loves hummingbirds very much i see so i love hummingbirds and as hummingbirds or red red-throated ruby-throated uh hummingbirds are probably my favorite or emerald uh throated hummingbirds um they're really really pretty um my father uh read to kill a mockingbird right um and then he kind of made us all read it too when we were younger and he made us read a lot of books but he really loved to kill a mockingbird and then i told him about the mockingbird the reason why the whole premise of the the mockingbird and why it's a sin to kill the mockingbird is the mockingbird mimics the sound of other birds right And this is thought of as like a lovely thing, but in reality, it's a thing the mockingbird does to irritate other birds, to get them to fly away. I see. So that the mockingbird can have that parcel of land and then have a better kind of view of, you know, where they need to feed and whatnot. So it seems nice, but also if there's a mockingbird in your neighborhood, you're going to get a lot of hits on that app. <laughs> right, of <laughs> course. Like, of course. Oh my god, I have a cardinal. Oh, now yeah. it's a blue jay. Oh, now sure. it's a crow. Oh, now <laughs> it's a car alarm. Now you're right. Okay. Got it. So so my dad is a once I told him that he was like that's amazing. I love it. So so he loves mockingbirds now. So that's the his bird is that. Sure. My grandma's the finch. My grandfather is a difficult one because I would have put him as an owl. Right. However, my grandfather thinks that owls are a bad omen. Oh, my goodness. If they land on your house, it okay. means something bad is going to happen. I see. He's very superstitious like that. Okay. So I, I'm going to have to come up with a different bird for my grandfather. He's he's also kind of like he doesn't really care too much. Okay. But my birds, my favorite birds are... There's a a falcon called the kestrel falcon, which is about the size of a pigeon.
0: Okay, the kestrel.
1: And it's with a K. And it's beautiful. And this is the beauty of kestrel falcons that I've discussed with falconers before. How much I'm into birds. Love it. Kestrel falcons, you can catch in the wild, bring home, and feed for like two weeks straight like just hand feed them for two weeks, they will become tame. You can tie a a string to their leg, cover their face, and then take them out hunting. A lot of people that have Kestrel Falcons hunt with their birds from their cars. So they'll drive on the left side of a residential neighborhood.
0: Okay. All this sounds wrong to me, but continue.
1: All of it's wrong. Okay. And the bird is sitting on their hand out the window with a string attached to it and the bird will will see a grasshopper or some other little animal that it can get to eat and it'll take flight cuz it sees better than us obviously of course it takes flight and swoops down and catches that grasshopper then the driver stops the car gets out picks up the bird brings it back in the car so they have to like hunt like three days a week they have to be fed a certain amount of food like not too much food otherwise they'll get too heavy they can't fly right it's a whole thing but when you're done having that as a pet if you untie the rope from the kestrel's foot and release it into a nearby tree by the time you go out for the day and come back so like give it eight hours it's wild again Okay. Which is a thing that happens to a lot of animals like pigs, for example, domesticated pigs, generationally domesticated. So like five, six generations of domesticated pigs, which you can tell with their floppy ears and lack of tusks and no real like bristly boar hair. Right. When you put that fat, domesticated, six-generational pig back into the wild, within six months, it has tusks. Oh, and- I didn't know that. Bore hair and the ears are back up again.
0: You know what's funny? If you put me in the wild for six months, my tusks and my bristles will definitely show Show themselves. That makes sense.
1: That actually makes sense. All right. So, so, so sorry, they can continue, go yeah. back to being wild animals and okay. you haven't affected them negatively. They, they still know to hunt, which is why hunting is so mm. important and all that. So like the Mongols in Mongolia that still use falcons to catch prey. Right. Well, they you have to catch your own falcon when you're like 15 on a right. horse. You—you you Thankfully, you don't have to catch your own horse. Right. But you have to catch your own falcon, train that falcon, and you get to keep that falcon for two years. And then you have to release it back so that it can have kids right. and make more falcons for future Mongols. I see. So like you only borrow it. You're only leasing the the falcon. Right.
0: Right. Wow. <laughs> so that's the Kestrel falcon.
1: Yeah. And then my other bird is also another tiny bird. It's called a screech owl.
0: Yes, of course.
1: It's about the size of, of your hand. Yes. Uh, in, the, yeah, in the
0: palm of your hand. It, yes.
1: It's adorable. And the the reason why I love the screech owl is there's a movie called My Cousin Vinny. Yes. With Joe Pesci. Marissa and Tomei. yes. Academy Award winner, Marissa Tomei. Excuse Ralph macho. Yes, of course. Yeah. And yeah, Ralph Macchio's in I forgot yeah. that he's in it. And uh, Herman Munster is the judge. Anyway. That's right. So Joe Pesci
0: Fred, goes to this. Fred Gwynn is his name, by the way. Is that it? Yeah, Herman Munster is the character you played on the Munster. Right, spread. right. But yeah. He
1: Fred was, Gwynn.
0: He, he was brilliant in that. Too. Oh, you I think
1: he was amazing.
0: I think that was the last film he ever made and he was fantastic. Anyway, sorry, we're not going to go on a Mike Cousin he duck <laughs> but, but continue.
1: You know, can I just mention real quick of the course. fact that we're talking about birds <laughs> and constantly going on bird walks is this is the dream Mark. Okay. So anyway, so Joe Pesci Go finds a cab. He can't sleep in the hotel room. It's too many trains. All this stuff. He goes sure. to get this cabin. He sleeps in the cabin, and in the middle of the night, there's a uh, this little screech owl, and it's and it's called a screech owl because it screeches really, really loud, very high pitch, but it's this tiny little thing. And he gets outside. He starts throwing things around, and he goes back inside. The screech owl starts screeching. He takes the gun out and starts shooting blindly into the woods and then he's like the screech owl is quiet and he goes back in the house and the camera kind of pans out a little bit and it shows the screech owl in focus and just at the perfect time that screech owl had the best timing i gotta tell you they usually do the perfect timing the screech owl just went (laughs) and did this like really loud screech and it was one of the funniest moments the the movie's hilarious but right. one of the funniest moments and i just fell in love with it okay and a few years ago i was in uh redondo beach in the south bay and i was walking through they were having some you know outdoor markety thing and there was a local raptor club that had not only a screech owl but also a kestrel falcon and I was so envious and I wanted nothing more than to move to Redondo Beach just so I could volunteer at that organization so that I could potentially hold a squeech owl and or a kestrel falcon. Wow.
0: And there you go. And
1: those there you are, go.
0: Those are your birds. That's a fascinating walk down uh, or, or journey, let's say, into the birds that you enjoy. Yeah. That's so great. That's so. That's so wonderful. Is there a bird that you haven't seen that you'd like to see?
1: I I there's a lot of birds that I've seen like in captivity. Okay, which make me sad. Sure, uh, but I also like I've seen a bald eagle, ironically in Canada. <laughs> um, we we have them here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you have them in spades over yeah, there. Yeah, we do. I think. I think if I saw something like, I mean, it would be some... Oh, oh, I got it. I know exactly what bird it is. Okay. There is a bird called the Quetzal bird. And I, I think the name of it is actually the Splendid Quetzal bird. Like something like that. It's like right. a ridiculous... It's how you would be introduced at a fancy dinner party. right? And And now... May I introduce the splendid Quetzal bird? And then this thing floats down the stairs. It's this little bird. It's about the size of a of you know the like, it's like three inches. The bird itself is like three inches, but the tail of the bird is very long and green, and it has about maybe four or five very long green feathers out of the back, and they're probably about ten inches long or twelve inches. Okay, and if you can picture montezuma's headdress i see those green really brilliantly emerald green feathers in that headdress are from the quetzal bird i see which is predominantly in uh costa rica i see or some other uh south american American south american latin american country and the reason why that so that bird, if I saw, I think I I might just pass out, I or see. I might get a, a tear in my eye. Uh, I definitely want to get that bird tattooed for oh. sure.
0: Well, you have that that bird would allow for a lot of movement wherever you place it, right? Yes, that but, would be a shoulder bird for yeah, sure. The you splendid the, shoulder. The splendid part has a lot of room <laughs> right. to travel.
1: Yeah the the feathers would probably wrap around a little and then right, but yeah, but that that bird uh, particularly. Um, uh, there's a tiny little story. I'll make it short. But uh, my father and I were walking down the street in La Habra. And I saw this Mexican restaurant that had the Quetzal bird on the side as, as an image. And my dad goes, what a beautiful bird. And I said, do you know the story about this bird? And he said, no, what's the story? I said, this, this uh, tribe in, uh, in South America. Um, to become, to be considered an, an adult, like a man in the in the tribe, you have to catch um, one of, you have to get one of these feathers and bring it back, but you can't kill the bird because it's sacred. Right. So when you're 12 years old, you leave your village and you follow this bird in the hopes that it will drop a tail feather. I see. And you can pick that up. And then you can take that back to the village and then you will become a man. But sometimes you follow the bird for two years and it nests and everything and nothing. And then all of a sudden the bird will fly across a waterfall and then you lost it. And now you have to hunt for another bird. And my dad just kind of took a moment and he said, that's amazing. Is that true? And I said, yeah, it's totally true. And then about... I must've been about 12 or 13 years old at the time. And I told him this story and then maybe about 15 years later. So I'm like 27, 28. Uh, my dad was we we're looking at something and then a picture of the Quetzal bird showed up and he's like, Oh, that's the bird from the village. And I was like, Oh yeah, by the way, total fabrication, completely not true oh, wow. at all. That's I just made it. He goes, you made the whole thing up. I go, the bird's real. But the rest of it is just total fallacy, I nothing. See. And he was so impressed with, he was like, that was such a great story and I really right. believed it and everything. So I'm actually going to write a book, a children's book about a child, Montezuma, who has to get that feather in order to become king. I see. Fascinating. So that's going to be my, uh, my, uh, my, my, my homage to my father
0: well i'm certainly glad you mentioned it on a podcast where people can certainly take take that idea i hope so yeah
1: take it so i don't have to do it okay fair (laughs) enough fair (laughs)
0: enough well listen nima this has been quite a journey thank you so much thank you marco we have really expounded and this might be a two-parter um but i do appreciate it uh this this sojourn with tattoos and birds and bird tattoos for that matter (laughs) um uh Whoever's listening, I hope you encounter your favorite bird at some point. Uh, but Nima, thank you again. Your podcast, once again, is called My Gastric Sleeve. You're always welcome to be a guest on The Insomnia Project. And there are other episodes like chess and marine animals that we need to talk about. Oh, so yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: I w- maybe we'll do chess and marine animals. We'll just pick an animal <laughs> <laughs> and another and another thing that has nothing to do with the animal world. And we'll combine them. And those I will be our it. episodes. I love it. Let's do that. That's great. Well... Enjoy your time. Thank you for coming in all the way from uh, Santa Clarita, California.
1: Thank you, Marco. This is so much fun. It's the highlight of my day. and I really appreciate it. You're the
0: best. Thank you so much. And for everyone else out there, I hope you were able to listen and sleep.